but music pulls you together, you know, right. and I, I always feel that it's like when you're on the dance floor, everyone becomes one. And even a stranger, you know, you can kind of fist pump or, you know, give the, the eyebrow lift and be like, yay. And then smile on your face because you're all celebrating and you're all having a good time and right. everyone is, is enjoying it together. Hey friends, welcome to Dancing in the Kitchen podcast. I'm your host, Debbie Stovacek. This podcast is about coming back to what makes you hungry for happiness, what feeds your soul. It's about remembering the crazy stories that got us where we are and the things we want to tell our younger self so we don't get lost along the way. It's about our favorite meals and the memories the smells, the taste, the conversations, the people, and maybe even the meals we'd rather forget, but are etched in our minds anyway. So let's have conversations over cupcakes, or we can have happy hour. We'll talk about the music we listened to in the 80s, the music we listen to now. What's our happy place, and why it's so important? I created this podcast because I had lost myself until one day, I found myself blasting the music while I was cooking and dancing around my kitchen. These are things I love to do, but I stopped doing them for some reason. Maybe by sharing my stories and those of my friends at the table or on the dance floor, it will help you uncover yourself too by stirring up your own memories. I hope this podcast brings you joy nourishment, and maybe a laugh or two along the way. So ready or not, let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast, Dancing in the Kitchen. I am so excited again to continue birthday month uh, with my family. And today you get to meet my beautiful sister, Renee. She is someone who has always been there for me. And um, she's so positive and uplifting. And she's just such a ray of sunshine. I absolutely love her to death. So welcome, Renee. Thank you. So we are actually sitting at the table at Renee's house today. So this is fun because we have a lot of, um, well, we, we haven't been here that long. But since you've been here, um, we've had some fun family dinners here and some fun memories, and you're always so good at bringing people together in your beautiful home. So this is going to be fun. So tell me, or well, you have to tell me because I already know, but <laughs> so tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself, Renee. Where have you been? Uh, tell us where you're at now and where you're heading. So I've traveled a lot of the same paths, of course, that you and, and the other family that you have talked to have. So we've had the privilege of traveling throughout our life, which has been very enjoyable and adventurous. And I think it taught all of us how to reach out and out beyond, you know, just the world within where we are mm -hmm. and explore. So, um, of course, traveling through the years in and out of the state of Ohio and meeting so many new people along the way and then to come back and land in, in the Cleveland area where we are now. I live in Medina Township. Um, I'd lived in Brunswick for 40 years. That's pretty much home. It's where I raised the kids. Right. For 40 years. For 40 years. Yeah. 
But now I find that Medina Township is our new home. I, I love it out here. It's it's on the countryside. It's quiet. Uh, it, there's a lot of nature around, which I've always loved. It's always uh, my quiet spots, my thinking spots. So um, feeling like this is this is a great place to be at this stage in my life. Well, good. And now Renee has um, two children. You have two adult children. You've got a son and a daughter. And your son, Chris, um, was the first grandson, <laughs> who is really more like a brother to me. And uh, so many fun memories with him. And then you have a daughter, Ashley. And um, again, just so many fun times that we've had, like you said, that we've had together as a family and different holidays and memories and, you know, things that we've done. And oh my gosh, some of the stories we could tell. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I know last week when I had mom on, um, we kind of chatted off the microphone before we recorded and oh my gosh, some of the stories she was telling me were pretty funny. And um, so I'm sure we've got plenty of those that we don't want to have recorded either, <laughs> but, um, but it's okay. It's all good. It's all good. So uh, well, then let's dive right in and just start uh, with with the questions then. So tell me about a meal that you will never forget, whether it's a good or bad. Is there a meal that comes to mind that you'll never forget? Mm. There's there's quite a few that come to mind. Uh, as you've had in some of your other podcasts, our family loves to eat. We celebrate with food. Right. Um, we've been blessed to be able to uh, partake of a lot of different adventures in food. So when you say that, yes, um, at the top of the list, there's a couple things. Um, I would have to say that one of my favorites was most recently with my daughter. We went to Maine uh -huh. and we found this little restaurant off the beaten path, uh, went into the restaurant uh, it was a rainy day. It was cold. We were hungry. We couldn't wait for the lobster experience. Mm -hmm. That's what we were looking for. We had the best lobster there, uh, one of the best meals we had, uh -huh. and we were there for three days. Uh -huh. They served us this fantastic clam chowder. It was mm. just amazing. And it was, it, it tasted homemade. It didn't taste like out of the can, mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. Definitely homemade fantastic. We also, um, and super fresh, I bet. Oh gosh. Yes. Um, I had the lobster Mac and cheese mm, uh, with a white cheddar Mac, mm. uh, and cheese that we had. Um, she had, I believe she had the lobster roll there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely loved it. Um, uh, it was phenomenal. The whole experience was fantastic. Uh, -huh. uh, then of course we had a full Maine lobster dinner, you know, the next day, mm -hmm. uh, that was also out of this world. W one of the other meals that I remember up until that point, uh, and this goes back probably 30 years, I worked for William Scotsman, a, a major mobile office trailer company, and we were at a conference in Pine Isle, Georgia, uh -huh. and they always treated us very well. And our meals, our dinners were top notch. And we were in a fancy restaurant with a piano bar playing uh, music for us. And um, all the china was out. It was gorgeous, beautiful setting. Uh, I had uh, steak bearnaise with the bearnaise sauce. It was 
I'll never forget it. And I believe um, a garlic mashed potato mm -hmm. with candied carrots. Uh, it was just phenomenal. It was one of my favorite meals. And I always remember it and, and thought, gosh, if I could just go back there again and have that meal all over again. Yeah. I mean, the smells and the aroma, everything about it, the taste. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, after the main course, they served with sorbet to cleanse the palate, to get mm -hmm. you ready for dessert. That's what kind of restaurant, you know, we were uh -huh. we were at. It was was amazing. Yeah. Um, those, good. those are the two, um, that I can remember that were some of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. Oh, those sound, oh, they both sound delicious. So if there was only one thing you could eat for the rest of your life, whether it's a meal or just one particular, you know, item, is there something that, um, comes to mind for that? Yes, most definitely steak. Ooh, yum. I am a meat lover. And steak is always my go-to if I had any choice and had to live with one thing, definitely that. Uh, and if I could throw a lobster tail into it, oh, you said course. you said food or meal. So <laughs> steak and lobster by far is always my go-to, my favorite, mm -hmm. and have been able to get to many places where I've had it um, done very well. Right. Um, so that's that's definitely the food that I would yeah live on the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Cool. Is there anything that you just cannot eat? There's no way you're going to eat it? Yes. Uh, <laughs> that one's not hard. Uh, this goes back several years, too. I was, I was probably in seventh or eighth grade, mm -hmm. and mom and dad had gone away. Dad won a trip uh, for a contest from work, uh -huh. and mom's mom, our grandmother, came up and watched us, and she was always a very good cook. Right. She made some meals. I also are are very very um very much on top of my list as well. But the one night she decided to make eggplant parmesan, <laughs> we had never had it before. Yeah, yeah. And I love a lot of food. And and yet when I was at a young age, like all of us, there's right. things we don't like. You know, I didn't like broccoli. I didn't like Brussels sprouts. There were a lot of things that I grew into over the years that right. that became some of my favorites. Um, eggplant, no. So, yeah. you know, she prepared it that night and I pulled a U and I <laughs> was spitting it in my napkin when she wasn't looking and I went in the bathroom and I spit it all out. Um, I was not into that at all and I haven't had it since. Yeah. Um, and it was eggplant parmesan. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, um, yeah, it's funny that you say that because when I talked to mom and asked her that same question, well, actually not that question, the question about what's your favorite meal. It was when she was in Puerto Rico and it was the time that grandma came to watch us. So, <laughs> so she's like, having her best meal and we were and having, we're our, having worst. our worst. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh my but goodness. I agree. Like you said too, that smell, ugh. I, I mean, I still to this day, there's no way you know, I've forgotten about that until you brought it up. But yeah, I don't like that smell. But um, but is there a smell or a scent that will remind you of a certain time or a person or a place in your mm -hmm. life? You know, it's really interesting how you could just be walking outside and all of a sudden you smell roses or something and there's no roses around, but you smell it. And mm -hmm. I always wonder like, oh, is that somebody, you know, come to say hello or what, you know, it just, it reminds me of, well, it reminds me of mom. And it also reminds me of my 
um, my mother-in-law before she passed, you know, mm -hmm. and Kaylee had mentioned that too. So is there a smell that kind of takes you someplace? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Breakfast mm -hmm. in general, uh, the smell of the bacon and the biscuits in the oven. And that all takes me back to great grandmother Henderson's. Mm. Uh, she lived in the South in Georgia. Right. Uh, mom grew up in somewhat in the South, although, you know, she had moved up here to Cleveland when she was young, but her roots you know, with her grandparents and that are all dated way back to that. Right. And grandma was the authentic Southern cooker. Right. So we could count on breakfast being homemade biscuits. And oh, I yeah. remember patting them and putting them in the flour and putting them on the pan. They were the most delicious biscuits by mm -hmm. far. Mm -hmm. um, we had bacon going on, grits. She made homemade grits for us. Uh, then, of course, the eggs. And so when I, I smell breakfast and breakfast is always one of my favorite meals and my kids too, right. you know, whether it's pancakes or bacon and eggs, um, of course, cereal, all of us <laughs> have had our share of cereal. So, um, but you know, the one smell has to be breakfast, has to be the, the smell of the bacon and eggs and everything in the, right. in the kitchen with the homemade, you know, concept, right. um, that the cereal thing, yeah, there's too many to name. You've got Apple Jacks and Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Fruity Pebbles, Cocoa Puffs, um, uh, yeah, cocoa yeah. puffs. <laughs> yeah, so and so, there's stories with with those too. Um, but are. their smells, you know, definitely distinctive. Like if yeah. I could smell, if you put a, a box of cereal in front of me and mm -hmm. asked me to determine what it was, and it was all of my kids or sisters' cereals, I would be able to identify them right away. Oh gosh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Chris, um, your your son is hilarious because he constantly reminds me of the cocoa puff story and we'll let him tell that story another day but mm -hmm. you know and it's funny too cocoa crisp i remember eating that cereal when we were little mm -hmm. but um it's funny because well i don't know i'll tell that story later but yeah it just the smell of breakfast also mm -hmm. kaylee also mentioned it you know mm -hmm. when i had a conversation with her and how, um, you know, the pancake smell mm -hmm. and all that good stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's the start to our day and it's the time that we spent with family, uh -huh. whether we were sitting in front of the TV with the bowls of cereal, or we were making it in grandma's kitchen, great grandma's kitchen. Right. Um, those are the smells that remind me of family and remind me of home. Right. And do you remember we were not allowed to eat in the living room or the family room and watch TV. We had to sit at the table, even if it was a bowl of cereal. Mm -hmm. But if mom and dad were at home, we would go sit and watch MTV or whatever mm -hmm. when, when it came on. And um, I don't know, it just it's funny how you say that with breakfast because that also stirs up a lot of memories mm -hmm. uh, for me as well. So, um, and speaking of MTV and music and things like that, Boy, do we have some funny stories we could talk about revolving around music and concerts we've been to and bands we used to go see locally and uh, those kinds of things. What is your favorite kind of music? So I, I'm all over the map, as you know, as my sister. Uh -huh. uh, I love all kinds of music. I, I I'm, I'm an 80s girl, primarily. That's always my go-to. Mm -hmm. If I need a pick-me-up, I can get an 80 station on it and I'm good to go. Um, but I'm also country. I, I like some country music. Um, we have country roots, of course, mm -hmm. with um, Aunt Virginia, who sang back in the 50s and uh, sang with Tom Tall and with Jim Reeves. Uh, she did quite well on that day. She did some circuits with Elvis. Right. Uh, so 
that also has something endearing in my heart uh, is the countryside. And of course, Kevin and I uh, do karaoke uh, right. on the weekends and in our spare time. And Kevin's your husband. And he is my husband. Right. And uh, he inspired me to get, I had never done karaoke. Uh, he broke my karaoke cherry and uh, got me out, <laughs> got me out um, to sing. And, and I had never, I did inquire in school, but I had never been up in front of people to sing. And we sing uh, the song by Johnny Cash and Jeroen Carter, um, Jackson. Right. And it's always my know, favorite when you guys sing karaoke. I always love it when you guys do that. So yeah, it's so fun. I always think of Aunt Jenny. Oh yeah. Um, when yeah. when I sing it, and I actually dedicated it to her at, at one of the parties that we've done, uh-huh. and um, because it's just, I think of her a lot, and and how um, pioneering she was back in that day, because she was right. one of the early country singers, right you know, in the fifties. In the fifties, so um, that's also great. Uh, I love rock and roll. Um, I love the local flavor. I've been to a lot, a lot of local concerts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can turn on about anything Christian, inspirational. Mm-hmm. It depends on my mood. Mm-hmm. I think music music goes along with the mood and it follows your, your soul in that way that um, it can help pick you up. Or if you're feeling, you know, if you're feeling sentimental mm-hmm. and you want to listen to something that reminds you of that place, um, even sadness, um, right. but but mostly happy. You know, I like I like putting music on it. It helps to feed my soul. I wish right. more more people today would be more into music on right. a dance level. Right. I think a lot of the younger generation listens to music. They still embrace music, but there, there's just not the there's the not dance. the dancing that used to go on right you know mom, back to mom and dad in the 50s and them being out and about and doing it and then um also um you know up to us and right. being at all the clubs oh yeah and all, all the, the dance, dance clubs. clubs yeah we used to go to the dance clubs all the time mm-hmm. and uh i remember going down in the flats we used to go down in cleveland uh they had the flats if you're not you know local clevelander um and it was just like a row of bars and just dance clubs and we'd go down there every weekend Mm -hmm. and um and you've got some funny stories i remember going to the beach club and uh some people dancing with you do you remember that i do um we were out on the floor that night um and there's a couple memories from that night i'll tell um we were out on the floor and we you and i were dancing and uh Clay Matthews and Matt Barr from the Cleveland Browns approached us and, yeah. and danced with us on the floor. And of course, they have no clue who we are. Right. You know, it made our night. And, you know, we talked about it for weeks on and he they probably took off. Yeah, it was with some redhead chick. Yeah, she's OK. You know, whatever. <laughs> and but music pulls you together, you know, right. and I I always feel that it's like when you're on the dance floor, everyone becomes one. And even a stranger, you know, you can kind of fist pump or, you know, give the, the eyebrow lift and be like, yay. And then smile on your face because you're all celebrating and you're all having a good time. And right. everyone is is enjoying it together. You know, it's just yeah. one one uh, one beat and, and a bunch of people all together. It was it was a lot of fun back right. then. And uh, of course we moved on uh, from there. We walked on down and of course you had um, Peabody's on the one side and you had Fagan's and, right. and then are down and around the corner, which ties back into food. So this is how we would make our way through. Right. We would walk down around the corner, getting close to midnight. And my girlfriends, Marcy and Robin would very much remember this, uh-huh. but there was a purpose. And that was because we would go to the Palladium, uh, which was another nightclub. 
and uh, and dance. Uh, and about midnight, they brought out a midnight appetizer like buffet. buffet. Yeah. So it was munchy time, you know, because oh, yeah. of course we were celebrating and enjoying with some good cheer all the <laughs> way down. And it was time to kind of satisfy um, our tummies. You right. know, I was like, okay, we need to eat now. Yeah. And they always had some great appetizers up on the, the upper level. So as we made our way down that night, we were in the Palladium right, and uh, on the dance floor. And this guy approaches me who <laughs> was, was kind of geeky with the afro and yeah. asked me to dance. Well, I was dating someone at the time. Right. Um, so I wasn't going to accept a dance from anybody. And he had asked. I said no politely. I thanked him. And uh -huh. he walked away. And, you know, you go your own ways. And I went upstairs to come to, to go up to the top to look down at the floor. Uh -huh. And um, the DJ came out and had announced uh, that they had a special guest in the house. Right. And up walks Howie Mandel, <laughs> who was the guy who asked me to dance <laughs> that I turned down like 10 minutes before. So that got a laugh out of all of us yeah. um, that were there. And, and yet, wouldn't have mattered if I would have known who he was. I didn't know who he was. Right. But even if I did, you know, I was just respectful of the relationship there at the time. But some great, some great um, dance songs spun at that location. Oh, yeah. And then again, the appetizers and the food. So yeah. all in full circle down there, um, yeah. all, all kind of tying into, you know, what we're talking about right. today. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's funny because, you know, you're like, you know, oh, I don't care if he was a celebrity. But then there's me. <laughs> I just mentioned Coco Crisp, who used to play for the Cleveland Indians, and it was his rookie year, and I was down in the warehouse district with um, Tina and Carla and a few other friends, and we were dancing at the Blind Pig, and Coco Crisp and a couple of the other Indians came in. We were just at the game, and um, I was like, oh my gosh, she's so cute, and I started talking to him, and we started dancing. And we danced quite a bit and, you know, we start talking and the next thing, you know, he asks me, how old are you? And he's like 23 <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, oh, I'm 36. Didn't see him the rest of the night. It was like after that, he just disappeared. And so to this day, like he came back to the Indians for like to play his final year or whatever before mm -hmm. he retired and the girls were all like, oh, hey, Debbie, look, your boyfriend's back in Cleveland. So yeah. it was funny. But yeah, mm -hmm. but yeah, lots of good music and, you know, late nights. And since we were just talking about all the music and all the fun times that we had and uh, places we used to go, um, what are some of the fa your favorite songs that are on your top playlist, I guess? Mm. Yeah, because I'm all over the place, there's a lot, but if I have to take my top picks, uh, Bruno Mars oh, is yeah. one of my tops for music that gets me up and on the that floor and you. dancing yeah, in the so, kitchen. So then let's, uh, then let's ask you this. What song makes you dance wherever you're at? Um, so the song that he has out, um, Uptown Funk, is mm -hmm. one of my favorites. Right. Uh, the other one, no matter where I'm at, and, and there's actually three. So the other one would be um, Prince, 1999. Right. So... Of course, anywhere you are with that song, it gets everybody going, no matter how old you are. Right. Um, that was a big one. And of course, I'll never forget the night on New Year's Eve when oh, they yeah. played it in 1999. Yeah. 
and they played it for an hour straight and we were with our neighbors in the in the kitchen dancing yeah, we were dancing in the uh, kitchen. to 1999 that's just an all-time favorite and and one that gets me up every time the third and i wouldn't say it's necessarily any one song but anything by the stray cats oh yeah also gets me up i love rockabilly and yeah. that will get me going every time yeah I remember I used to follow Brian Setzer and the Stray Cats, and you really liked them a lot, too. So so what feeds your soul? What is it that just stirs your soul, takes you to your happy place? What's your happy place and feeds your soul? Mm -hmm. Being outdoors. Yeah. Outdoors, being in touch with nature, um, the quiet, the sounds, the stillness. Um, it's it's a, a a great place for me to feel content, to to de-stress. Uh, of course, we moved here to Medina two years ago, and we have a, a big backyard that's somewhat wooded. So we have lots of birds uh, that I've come to know about through the pandemic. Of course, everyone got shut down, and you look within yourself to find things to keep you busy and occupy your time and. That's what I started getting into. So we put up feeders. I have hummingbird feeder. I have a bird feeder. I have a couple of bird houses in the area. Uh-huh. Uh, and that, you know, that has become very much a part of us. Uh, of course, Kevin and I, we arrowhead hunt uh, in Southern Ohio and around the Medina County area. Mm-hmm. And going out into those cornfields, is just so still. There's nothing to, to hear. And we have no cell service a lot, a lot of times. So it's very quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, it very much feeds my soul because I can also like meditate. I can pray. I can think clearly. Just clear the clutter. I yeah. can clear the clutter and uh, it feeds my soul. It re-energizes me. It's good exercise. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting the exercise and I'm also exercising my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's really what's what's in it for me is, is all about outside being outside. being outside. Yeah. And it is, it's so fun sitting on your back patio, your deck and just watching the birds and how many times we'll sit here and it's like, you just don't say anything because you're just watching the birds, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, um, that time when Chris came up to visit and we were sitting out here and you put out your little, or Ashley, your daughter went and got the little, um, a little container and filled it up with the feed, the seed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the chipmunks came up. Do you remember that? Yeah. So she put her phone in there to record them yeah. and they stuffed their cheeks with sunflower seeds. Uh, and she was able to get some still pictures off of that, that we, we laughed about for hours oh hysterically. That was... uh, and, and so now we have a new hobby. We have recreation. Of course you bought me a little, little size picnic table that we have out there now that I put the seed on and the squirrels and the birds will come onto that and, yeah. and pose. Uh, we've got cameras, we've gotten binoculars. So there's so much of that, that, you know, from being outside and, and more in touch with nature that, um, has has given us something to do it it's a it's a it's a new direction for us it, it's replacing some of the things that we may not be able to do for a long time right uh, it's and it's something that we found to be um enjoyable and right and fun so yeah. it's just one more thing now we've added to to the options of all of the adventures and things that we like to do Right. And you have so many adventures 
And I know you and I together have so many adventures of things that we've done and places we've been. And we could sit here and talk all day and actually, you know, we'll get off the microphone and we will talk and we'll share some more stories and laugh some more because that's just what we do. Mm -hmm. You know, you Mm -hmm. are, um, you're like my ride or die. You know, (laughs) we can just sit here and talk about anything or nothing. Mm -hmm. We can laugh, we can cry. There's just, I don't know, there's no shortage of conversation for us. And we can just, you know, we check in each week and, um, you know, more often than that, usually, but at the very minimum, at least once a week, we're on the phone for a while. So I don't know, it's always just so fun. And when you have family get togethers here, you know, we had, we just celebrated Easter Mm -hmm. and we had a fabulous dinner. You made like the best dinner. We had turkey and ham and they were just, I don't know, it was amazing. And and even though we couldn't have the whole entire family together, Mm -hmm. it was just so nice having everybody. And, um, you know, you've got your kitchen is like wide open and I love it. And it's great. And like I said, we could talk about so many different things, mm-hmm. but I'm going to ask you one last question. Mm-hmm. And it's the one I ask everybody and, and it can be literal or it can be metaphorically speaking, however you want to answer it. But, uh, what makes you dance in the kitchen? Hmm. That's pretty easy. I had because it's an annual tradition and that's uh, when I have the Christmas music on baking Christmas cookies and we have a lot of memories in our family making cookies starting with mom making it a tradition always getting everything ready for us the day after Thanksgiving getting the the dough ready and and all the different ones that we would make and now we all still get together right Uh, for a while we all got together to make christmas cookies for my son when he lived out of state he was the only one out of the nephew the cousins that was out of state so the kids would all get together and make the cookies Uh, we we've always had that as a tradition i've always played the christmas music but all kinds of christmas music so it could be country christmas it could be uh, old throwback you know back to gene autry or it could be Mariah Carey. It was just any any and all kinds of Christmas music that um, we've always got playing in the background uh, and bringing up all of the decorations for the cookies. We don't make as many kinds as we used to because we don't have kids at home anymore <laughs> and there's no one to eat them. Right. And I even at one point used to make them for neighbors and give them to the neighbors because we had a very strong neighborhood um, back in the day when the kids were growing up. But now I live out here in the country and the kids are all grown up. Right. So unless we go to a party or we're entertaining some friends. Right. And this last Christmas, we didn't do any of that. No. So So the the Christmas cookie uh, tradition has dwindled to a a degree. Uh, There are some favorites, of course, Uh, the spritz cookies. The Hollies are a big favorite for yeah. a lot of the kids. And then the iced uh, the iced uh, sugar cookies right. are, are also a big hit. Um, yeah. And, oh, goodness, all the cookies we used to make. I, I don't even know how we used to do it. Yeah. That is definitely the the one thing that, makes that always dance. gets me going. It's, it's like being excited for Christmas and knowing yeah. that it's coming and that the family is all going to be getting together. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so fun. Oh, I'm so glad we were able to get a chance to sit down and have this conversation. And like I said, you mean so much to me. And as we continue to celebrate my birthday month, I mm-hmm. couldn't, you know, 
couldn't be happier to have you here because you really do make all the holidays so special. And I absolutely love you so much. So thank you. Love you too. Thanks for having me on, Deb. All right. Thanks so much for listening in on our conversation today. Renee is the best big sister a girl could ever ask for. She's kind, considerate, generous, supportive, and quite the peacekeeper, and so, so loving. And yet, boy, did we get into some trouble when we were kids, especially during our middle school years. I'm just glad she didn't tell on me for everything I got into. But it's funny now that we can laugh at some of these things, like the prank phone calls, or the story about me feeding the neighbor girl a dog biscuit and convincing her it was a cookie. (laughs) And a few others that we still haven't told our parents about, so we'll just leave those alone. That's the thing about sisters. Not only are we family, we're also friends. And like I said before, Renee is definitely my ride or die. We have inside jokes that no one else gets. We've laughed so hard we peed our pants or had juice come out our noses. And we've cried together through the night when life got hard. She has always been my biggest cheerleader and I don't know where I'd be without her. I hope that if you have the privilege of having a sister too, that you also share some funny stories and have made it through the not-so-funny ones, too. Mine keeps me grounded, and she lifts me up. I love her so much. I'm going to miss her like mad when I move, and so thankful for technology to keep us in touch. Hey, if you'd like to connect and keep in touch, then head on over to social media. (laughs) I'm usually hanging out on Instagram at Dining with Debbie. That's my cooking and community page. And you can find it on Facebook too at Dining with Debbie 33. I would love to see what you are up to as well. Come and join us in the Facebook group, Dancing in the Kitchen podcast, and introduce yourself. We're having a lot of fun over there, and the dance floor keeps getting bigger, which makes me so excited. So anyhow, when you're there, shoot me a direct message, and if you or someone you know would like to join me on the dance floor in my kitchen, aka this podcast, (laughs) or if you have any questions, if you could take a screenshot of this episode, tag me and share it with your friends, that would be awesome. Could you also do me one more favor and hit the subscribe button to this podcast and leave a review? It would mean the world to me. Because think about how cool will it be if we can make a difference in just one person's life by sharing our stories and talking about our favorite foods, favorite music, and what lights us up. I hope you leave today inspired and ready to find what makes you hungry for happiness. So again, please subscribe and join me on the dance floor in your kitchen or wherever it is you find joy. Until next time, keep dancing in the kitchen.